Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Sweet song. Another day, another draw. Evening, everybody. This is Charlton Live. Yeah, good evening, everyone. This is Charlton Live. We're back uh, here live on Sunday from the Valley, and we'll be mulling over, if that's the right word, the uh, the nonsense that happened yesterday. Uh, it started off all so positively and descended into utter farce. We'll be uh, we'll uh, racking through the game, talking about the, uh, the the particular highlights. There weren't many, uh, except for the bit at the end, which we will uh, we will come to, I promise. Uh, we'll also be uh, taking your uh, your emails and your, your your tweets all through the show, so please get in touch, do. And uh, we'll also be um, asking, I suppose, the, the big question is uh, playoffs. Still a possibility or not? That's that's probably the uh, the question on everybody's lips, and everybody's got an opinion. So give us yours here on Charlton Live. And in the studio with me this evening, we've got uh, the two people who know just about everything there is to know. So uh, all those questions will be answered, no question about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Nathan Willard to my left. Evening, Nathan. Evening, Tom. Evening, Tom. Tom Wallin to my right. How are you, Tom? Right. Not bad, yeah. <coughs> so, yesterday, come on. 
I'll, start, I'll get out of the system, but you, you know, it just seems recently, as soon as I know that there's a delay in our game and there's injury time, and we're always the last one on the video print on Sky Sports, I know there's going to be a goal and it's not going to be to us. <laughs> it ain't going to be ours. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, it, it was... Um, it's gutting. It was gutting, but it, the, the annoying thing was is that it's, t- it's twice in two weeks in the mm. same situation, and, that, and that's that's the thing that's infuriated me the most is that you thought people would learn. Um, but I mean, I'm not you know I'm not saying they do it on purpose or whatever. But that's what I'm worried about is obviously our concentration levels deep in the game. Not in not in fitness terms. I just think are we too naive or you know I, I can't really put my finger on it. But yeah, because from what I hear, you know we we deserve to to win. You know we were the better side throughout and. It's two weeks now, and if those the last two weeks, if we held on for those two, we're three points behind the guys down the road with a game in hand. So, yeah, it's all hindsight, but yeah, disappointing would be an understatement, um, without swearing anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please don't, <laughs> yeah. uh, Tom. You know, you, I don't know whether you, um, how you were following it, but uh, when the team were, was was announced beforehand, and there's no mm. um, uh, Forster Kasky, who's uh, who's been instrumental in some of our better play. Over the last, uh, since he's been here anyway yeah. uh, did you have a sinking feeling? not quite a sinking feeling but obviously I was disappointed that he wasn't there um, we've seen what a big player he's been since he came in uh, not just in terms of assists but just getting his foot on the ball and being that ball player midfielder for us so that was disappointing but we got that early goal um, that seemed to settle us and as Nathan said there from, from how I was following it everything seemed to suggest we were the better side we had chances to kill the game off um, and uh, as Nath said that lack of concentration at the end and we've thro- thrown it away and we were drawing too many under Slade and now the, we've come in again under uh, Robinson and we're ahead in games and we, we just can't seem to close them out and it is partly down to that concentration at the end but it was the same with the Fleetwood game we had those chances to go two, two goals in front and we're just not taking those chances at the moment and that's as worrying because as as Nafe said and as Carl Robinson said and as plenty of fans said yesterday, if we'd have got even just two or three of those draws, if we'd have won them, which we really should have done, we'd be right up there. Well, we'd be four points better off now if we'd have managed to... If we only just take just the last, last two. two games. Yeah. So four points better off. We're currently, what, six points uh, out from the playoffs yeah. with a game in hand? We'd be two points away from the off, uh, playoffs with a game in hand. And you mm-hmm. think about that, the Wimbledon game here that we threw away. Yeah. Um, there's been plenty of others that we've threw away towards the end of games. It's what... I think what what's try I'm trying to see the positives in it because I usually am a bit more optimistic. Is it is just those little mistakes? It's not like un- until that season under Powell, even that first season in League One when we got to the playoffs under Parkey, I never really felt we were a good competitive League One side. I thought we were a bit fortunate to get in there that first time. Obviously, the second season we really struggled. This time it feels like we're right on the edge of getting things right, and it's just that little mistake. And if we can sort that out. I think we'll probably go on to discuss playoffs in a bit. I think that's perhaps just slipped away from us this year, but we're on the edge of creating a very good side again, and it, we're getting there. It is just—it's a slow process, and with so much change over the last few years, we've, we've just had no stability. And if we can get that now, then maybe, maybe next year. But I think. I don't know, I think that draw might have just cost us for this year now. Well, that's 14 draws, I think, isn't it? Mm. Um, after after yesterday. It's us and Bradford are trying to uh, uh, vying for that <laughs> yeah. top spot in the draw stakes. Yeah. Every time we do, they seem to as well, so n- neither of us can break away. So it's typical, isn't it? We can't even, we can't even win the draws, yeah. uh, draw competition. But it, it was a strange one yesterday, and, and I'll play the highlights in a second, but um, from my point of view, I thought we... St- my, my, I had a sinking feeling when I saw Forster Kasky wasn't playing. Um, it might have been a blessing in disguise because that pitch was horrible. Mm, yeah. uh, and if he has got um, slightly frail legs, um, 
then then it wouldn't have done him any favours. But um, they uh, they obviously don't care about the ground because um, most of their football ended up being launched to Elliot, who's mm. about seventeen foot tall. Uh, and for the flick-ons, and and we coped with that quite, ad- you know, quite quite well, in fact, you know, um, and frustrated them. And certainly in the first half, second half, um, they came at us, and, and we had to surrender quite a lot of possession and, and territory in, that, in in the early part of the second half, and then seemed to cope, uh, and then started uh, again um, com- imposing ourselves on them. But you're, I mean, it's it's all down. I mean, everybody said it. It's, it's down to not finishing teams off. I mean, we had uh, an Aribo chance just after the goal. Uh, two cons of chances. Um, Novak, who um, inexplicably tried to lob the keeper from the edge of the penalty box. Mm. Um, no idea why. Uh, and then in the second half, uh, we had less chances, but uh, Tony Watt had, a, a, had an effort uh, really well saved that was, was heading into the left-hand corner. And then that Novak miss, which was inexplicable. Mm. Um, so <laughs> he won't have endeared himself to too many of the uh, travellers that went to uh, yeah. went to Wimbledon yesterday. But let's hear the highlights, and then uh, and then we'll mull it over again and, and take your thoughts as well from from uh, from Twitter and the emails. Tony Watt now leaves Rick Holmes to it. He goes in the wall. Rick Holmes takes a free kick and, it's there! Goal! and he scores. Ricky Holmes, top right hand corner. Shay no chance. Oh, what a lovely free kick that is from Ricky Holmes. Straight away as he hit it, you knew that was flying into the net. He's caught it perfectly over the wall. Keeper Shay had no chance. Charn in the lead. Holmes, who then goes immediately back to Chris Solly. He's looking for movement. Novak provides it. It's a lovely, lovely touch into Aribo. Into the penalty area. Goes past his man. Takes the shot. Oh, just wide right of the post. He takes it to share and Novak's on the run. He's into the penalty area. Novak tries to chip the keeper. Not enough on it. And straight down his throat. It's going to be Frank come with the free kick for Wimbledon. It's in a decent area. Good head away for Chris Solly. And that concludes the first half. Novak oh, cuts it back to Holmes. Two players at the far post. And it comes oh. off. And I'm full for Lee Novak. Chance. Two. Oh, first two nil John. Put it wide. How's he put that wide? Oh, my word. In a little bit of a rush situation with McGuinness all over him. He goes back to his keeper who slams it against McGuinness. Oh, and it's not quite made the goal. It's just looped up in the air and bounced on the edge of the six-yard box. There's, uh, the clearance comes away. It's a flick on from Elliot uh, towards Elliot on the edge of the penalty area, takes the shot, and there's the equaliser. Charlton have succumbed to an equaliser in the last minute. Oh, I don't believe it. It's, it, it. They've gone so one-dimensional the whole game, win, but on this occasion it comes off with a long it ball forward. Barnett who flicked it flicked on. on by Barnett. And Elliot found the net. It's a good finish to be found. Charlton switched off there. They didn't need to. Has he sent? Uh, I think he might have sent uh, Elliot off. I think. I think Elliot Second got booked. Second yellow. Yeah, Elliot got booked for running into the uh, crowd. I suspect. And uh, he's been sent off for the celebration. I guess. Second yellow. Edge of the box and flicked on. And there the referee blows the whistle. He added no time at all for any uh, any of the sending off or anything. Well, see Wimbledon fans not happy with the referee and now Carl Robinson's coming off and he's been uh, approached by somebody now it's the groundsman the groundsman's had a go I think at, at, uh, at, uh, Carl Robinson the groundsman said something to him I think and uh, it's caused all sorts of scuffles here and uh, Carl Robinson had to be restrained and pulled off the pitch So uh, all sorts of nonsense happening at the end of the game. 
And nonsense it was. Mm. Uh, and we will talk about the, the nonsense that happened at the end very shortly. Uh, but uh, going back to the game itself, and uh, I suppose most people, I think, in terms of looking at the chances, will focus on Lee Novak's, mm. uh, especially the second one. First one was curious, second one was unforgivable. Second, yeah, I, I haven't seen the first one. I don't think it was on the highlights the club put out. Um, but uh, from the reaction that a lot of people put on social media when it first happened they were all really angry with his decision making there um, as you said he, he made the decision to try and lob the keeper and from what everybody said obviously I don't think many of them are league one level strikers but they all seem to be of the opinion that that was the wrong decision um, and then that second one I have seen the highlights there and how he's not hit the target and at least just made the keeper work is is unforgivable but you know he's not had a lot of game time so perhaps he's a little bit rusty I can I can appreciate that point of view but Unfortunately for a club that has aspirations of getting promoted this year, we need a striker that can come off the bench and, and bury those chances when he gets the chance to start games or, or get his chance in matches, and, and he's not done that. And as you said earlier, Tell, that's not going to endear him to the fans. I think that's a, that's a valid point about uh, game time, and um, I, can, I can grasp it, mm. um, having, uh, having witnessed it once or twice myself. But I think even as a striker... I mean, Hitting the target is is yeah. the first. Uh, you know, you've got to make the keeper work. I mean, I don't, maybe he was trying to second guess him and slip it. You know, go down the inside of him, and that's how it ended up um, hitting the hitting uh, the side netting instead of uh, instead of going inside the post. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it back yet, so I don't know how fine the margins were between it nestling in the back of the net and hitting the side net. Not, I don't not know. close enough. For I me. wasn't it? No, I, I haven't seen it yet. So, uh, but um, you got to work the keeper, and you got to at least make him make him work, and uh, uh, and that didn't happen. I mean, we, we shouldn't necessarily single out Lee Novick because you know we had uh, we had several other chances that uh, that went begging, and just as the game wore on, really, we uh, you just know we're going to succumb to something, succumb mm. to some pressure. But the way it came, I think, was was really frustrating for me because uh, we dealt with it most, you know, um, with what they'd thrown at us aerially most of the game, uh, and I think their substitution was the key because they brought on. Uh, uh, a, a guy who was uh, was equally tall. He wasn't quite as big a unit as Elliot, but he was uh, he was tall enough, and that was uh, Tyrone Barnett. And um, he was the one that flicked it on. All up to that point, mm. Elliot was the target man, and he was the one that flicked it on. I don't know whether it's because... Well, there were two things actually happened, and it, and, and it didn't show it in the highlights. First thing was there were two penalty shouts uh, in the FC Wimbledon box uh, before they broke away. Um, one which I thought was nailed on where uh, McGuinness was basically being just mugged in the, in the six yard box there were two all over him uh, and the referee was looking straight at it and said no the second one the handball it hit his hand no question about it whether mm. or not I mean I'd have been aggrieved if it had given against us yeah, that sort yeah. of thing but you know, the old cliche you've seen him given and I think what happened uh, they broke away I think it was Joe Rebo conceded the free kick uh, to stop them breaking away mm. and I don't think we switched back on for, because we were still miffed I think about the penalty uh, not being given for either of the the two shouts, and um, when the ball was launched in the air and it went to Barnett instead of Elliot, I think uh, that sort of threw us a bit. Uh, Chickson, I think, didn't run with with Elliot because I don't think he was expecting Elliot to be the one running on to the end, uh, and so we just switched off for that split second. And, and the one real effort they had on target, they scored from, and, and the one real time we we switched off from the aerial bombardment and they scored from it, and that's just just. Uh, I mean, I mentioned in a minute. Um, did it feel to, to Carl Robinson? Did it feel like a defeat? Because for me, it did. Mm. When some, uh, uh, you know, late, last minute equalisers or last second equalisers are bad enough, but when it comes in a, in, a, in, a, in the manner in which it did, it really just. 
deflated me completely. But anyway, um, we'll take uh, your, your tweets on the match itself. Um, if if anybody was there, if anybody's got any comments on it, there was an incident as well, which uh, I'd like somebody maybe to clarify if they were there. <coughs> uh, the linesman mm. was saying he got hit by something. Yeah, I saw this um, on the back of his head shortly after he completely missed um, Elliot taking out Teixeira with his elbow and. Um, the, the, the fans over there, who was right in front of the Charlton fans, were obviously miffed about that. And then um, then he, he sort of stopped, started rubbing the back of his head, dropped his flag and came onto the pitch. Uh, and then there was a bit of a talk about it and uh, uh, some stewards walked up and down a bit. And uh, and then the linesman went back. I didn't see him pick anything up off the floor. Um, mm. So I don't know if the, he did. Anybody who was in the crowd could, could maybe clarify that. Um, and then he started laughing and joking with him. So I, uh, it was quite bizarre. So I'd really like to know if anybody saw anything um, happen. I'd, I'm surprised if, if it did happen that more wasn't made of it, that's all. Um, because if something was thrown at the, the liner and, and, it, and it hit him, whatever it was, I'd have thought there'd be um, there'd be slightly more action being taken yeah. and slightly more being made of it. But anyway. So if you were there and you know what what happened, then uh, then either drop us a line studio at Chant Live uh, on the email or... Uh, or on Twitter at Chant Live. Anybody got in touch with us, Nathan, on, on Twitter about the game itself? Yeah, quite uh, quite a few, to be honest, because we've got quite a lot going on in that playoffs and Carl and stuff. But in terms of the um, the game itself, uh, John White says we seem to under, underestimate the opposition. Um, quite, mate, he, he thinks that's probably why we're conceding late goals. Um, and he obviously elaborates that we're looking to score, sort of, we need to score two goals now to just to win a game of football, which. Um, we can all see that's the case with our recent record. So I think we've only scored only scored more than one goal in two of twelve of Cole's games. And they, well, one of them was Bristol. We've Brist- scored Bristol, Bristol Rovers twice. <laughs> yeah, it was Bristol yeah. and Bolton since Cole was here, wasn't it? And then before that, um, you had you know, we had five one against Bristol again. And so we've never been prolific this year, which we all know what the problem is anyway. We all know that. But um, yeah, Marion seemed to say you know it was inevitable. So it's this belief that you know everyone mm. seems to think it's going to happen. Do you think that's in the players' minds well, as well? Then it must it, be. It must filter down. It must do because it can't be. It can't be just a coincidence that it's happened twice in a week. Unless you're really unlucky, it must be. You know, you, naturally you sit deep when you're defending the lead away from home, but it just shows those fine margins. Is when you slip, you, you lapse concentration for one moment. Mm. They've not, not had a shot all game. You lapse it once, your you concentra- concentration lapses, and then you're looking at a draw, not a win. So, um, And then Jonathan Avis reckons um, we concede the late goals because the players are all overweight. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if that's because he knows or um, <laughs> if, it's, if it's one player or he thinks all of them are. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so then we've got some more, obviously, to come later in terms of... Um, you know, Carl Robinson and playoffs, well, polls and stuff. So. Yeah, well, we'll get to all of those issues yeah. uh, shortly. We're going to hear from Carl Robinson uh, in the post-match. And um, this, uh, uh, there there are two sections to this interview that uh, that will be worth listening to. The first, I mean, uh, I did the, the original bit, which which I tend to do for the club video. Mm. So you're sort of restricted in what <laughs> how you can approach and what you can ask. So um, I didn't specifically ask about the incident at the end because I knew that... Um, I had uh, Richard beside me, Richard Crawley from the Sutherland Press, who was definitely going to ask it. So I, there's no point in me asking because <laughs> yeah. I know he's going to. So uh, it's sort of a, an interview in two stages. So this is Carl Robinson post-match. Carl, that's going to feel like a defeat, isn't it? No, no, I, I get the question. Uh, it's, it's more without the last three to four minutes, the last two games, we'll be sitting two points with two games in hand off the playoffs. And I just said to him in there, listen, the mentality, I can't question the effort today. We can't. We di- they didn't, did they have a shot on target? No. 
So, and that made teams come here and do that to the opposition. If we had a, a rather criticism from my perspective, is when we won the look, we had three, four, five chances. We had one in the second half, and we didn't take it. We get into the final third in the 92nd minute. We try and put a cross in, and, we, and then we—it's a blatant penalty. We've seen it. It's a blatant penalty, and we don't get the penalty. Then we're, then we're frustrated with the referee, and then all of a sudden we switch off. So. It's not the style, it's not the fitness levels, it's a mentality late on in games that we've got to find. And it, it, they're just things that will come. It's frustrating, obviously, um, but we have to make sure that the players keep moving forward. It's a massive week, it's a massive week. We move on to Oldham now. We don't have time to feel sorry for ourselves. The fans are outstanding all game. Outstanding. Um, and I've been, you come and watch these games here, you know how intense it is. Um, obviously, with myself being here, there's always going to be a little bit more of an edge to it. Um, so, you. you, you I thought we dealt with that well. I thought we dealt with the air of threat. I thought we dealt with the crosses very well. I thought we looked great on the attack. But Steffi came on and looked good, looked quick and bright and lively. Um, but it's just after. Just, 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 just that, yeah. like, minimally sort of me- mental strength. And it started too well. Great free kick. Yeah. From Ricky Holmes to the lead. Yeah. And uh, in the game without Foster Caskey as well. So, yeah. you know, the fans are good. Uh, yeah. Uh, in control for most of uh, mm. Dealing, as you said, with the aerial threat that, that was there and the mm. flick-ons, it must be frustrating. Just yeah, because, because everything we do in the week is working. And when they do something that we tell them not to do, and they switch off, they concede. So that has to become a responsibility of your mentality. And when you switch from being coachable to the player late on, when it becomes random, the randomness of the game, you have to then concentrate even more. And when it becomes random and frantic, we, we become... We, 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 we think different. And that's not good. We have to be a lot colder in our thought process, a lot more aggressive. I can't question anybody's mentality today. Don't they work their socks off? Um, so it's, it's seven unbeaten now, but still, it could have been two wins in the last two and we could be mo- mo- two points outside the players with three games in hand and, and that's the that's the furious thing about it but still unbeaten this yep. year uh, which is which is a positive we've got to take everything's a positive but I was a fan if I was a fan I'd be getting in my car now and I'd be punching my steering wheel <laughs> frustrated Missing. Is that like we don't know. He got a kick. Uh, Joe Rebo fell on his ankle on uh, Monday. Joe was Jake wasn't going to play today. We worked on him not playing. Um, we felt that the, the people that played in there with the legs and the energy about running beyond people and it worked. Um, but then he got a kick in training, which is a bit disappointing. So we're hoping that he comes through that and he hopefully be in the squad for Tuesday. Cheers, Paul. Thank you. In terms of the afternoon at the end, yeah. what, what can you say about what happened there? Um, he knows what he said. He knows what he said, and uh, listen, we, we, we get stick. It's part and parcel of the game. But when an employee of them have to say what they have to say, shows you the class of the person, shows you the class of the human being. And then he walked away. Walked away. You actually tried to go back over to him, didn't you? Uh, listen, I, I, I'm not a football manager. Then. No. I'm not a football manager. Yeah. When you cross a line, you cross a line. Yeah. And it's it's sad because the game was played in good spirits. Neil's a top fella, top fella. What they've done is to be applauded in some ways. And uh, there's certain aspects of it that we're disgusting and should never be allowed in, in, in any industry, let alone somebody who works for them. But to be fair, their staff and, their, and everybody in and around the building have been magnificent since. So credit to them and I've got a lot of respect for them people and how they conduct themselves but 
certain things in life are we it's not the red mist because red mist is doing something silly and people cross the line of certain things you know you knew what he said I can't say what it said it, it, you'd be you'd be appalled and uh, like I say maybe it'd be the big arm man in the pub tonight and he'd be going oh look what I said today yeah, but he'll forget that he walked away with, with the rest of the treatment you got on the day that's our problem was, nothing else was there. no listen people are going to be infuriated there's a lot of hostility obviously behind the connections that I had at my former club I thought I conducted it quite well I didn't get involved in any of it I actually laughed at one or two things that were said listen it's part and parcel of the game people are going to have <laughs> villains it's, it's the nature of the beast but I know I'm not liked it's the first time I've been allowed in this building funny enough I've been allowed to be here before um, because I didn't have a choice to let me in today <laughs> um, so it just shows you that when you come to these crowds you've got to be a little bit more but that today listen the fans can say what they want it's, it's part and parcel of what I don't want the bit I don't want to accept in some ways with football is you should just take it because if in your line of work if you're walking down the street and people said what they say to us to you it becomes a criminal offence some of the things they get done and said, so I don't, I don't. That doesn't wash at me. Nothing should ever cross the, the boundaries of respect. And today, something was said that I'm shocked, shocked. And he walked away. Shows the type of character he is. Wish he's obviously still there waiting now. Can't wait. I'm trying to find him. In terms of the actual game itself, did you think you would get that second goal? You yeah, yeah. Your oh, but, yeah. I said, to the play, I, said, I said to the players in the week, it's not just the first goal, it's pushing for the second and the third. And that's a sign for me of a good team, was when you can score a goal and then go and get another one very quickly. And then when the chances come, be ruthless. The defenders made one mistake today and we conceded. Yet we missed a number of chances in the first half and two or three in the second half. So we've got to take them when they come along we've got to have that edge and we've got to be ruthless in the final third and and that is the difference and that is the difference when it comes along be aggressive in what you do and I don't think we were as aggressive in our finish as what we should do and we work on it but as a group and as a, as a structural sort of shape I can't ask for no more one person switches off and they get the goal and that's the frustrating thing for me this evening What needs to change for uh, Tuesday's match? The last two minutes just to con- as you said before, I don't know if you hear what I said. It's like we're sort of, we were, we should be two points from sixth <laughs> if we took away the last four minutes of the last two games. So, does that mean there's a problem? No, it means that if we were talking about the last ninety to hundred minutes of the last two games, we'd have a bigger problem. We've got a very small fragment of what we've got as a problem at the moment, and people can't say it's a mentality because the people who are at um, the Macron Stadium is Bolton. We're not weak. We're men. We're warriors. It's not the aggressiveness. It's the just when it gets random, we've got to be more concentrated in what we do and switch on. And the player, fair to the person, he held his hand up. He and he said, "Listen, me." And uh, he took. Whatever. That ended suddenly, more suddenly than I thought. Actually, <laughs> uh, that was Carl Robinson uh, after the game, and uh, obviously talking about the incident at the end, which we will come to and, and, and discuss in more detail uh, a bit later on. But um, uh, sort of admitting that switching off, not concentrating for ninety minutes. Um, so um, and I've got a, got a good email here that uh, coming in uh, where. Uh, um, the uh, the content of the interviews <laughs> brought a little bit into question. Uh, the so, you know, he's, he, I suppose it's telling you like this. He can't he can't avoid not um, admitting that uh, you know we we got to stop um, switching off and then we got to start punishing. Yeah, and and they're the two 
two points, as we've said, that have cost us in those last two games. We can't can't finish teams off and take that second chance, and then we are falling asleep at the end. And you say yesterday it might have been down to that penalty shout, you know, where their heads really back in the game. But against Fleetwood, there there was no excuse for that really, and it was just a case of relentless pressure. And we'd held up to it okay, and then eventually that goal came. But whatever it is, we need to sort that out because, as Carl says, he's done all the training; they're doing everything that's asked of them, and then that one lapse is costing us and uh, as we've all said the amount of points we've thrown away really um, from positions that we, we shouldn't have uh, we, we'd be probably be top two if we took all of them into account and definitely in the playoffs and it's just it is so frustrating because as I say we especially now we've we've got the makings of a good side you know we're unbeaten since this year um, we're looking okay it's just we can't quite turn that into a, a good winning run it's it's too many draws and that's why we're going to finish probably mid-table. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about... I mean, it, it shows the league, though, doesn't it? I mean, we were six points off the playoffs before the game. Mm. And, and we were looking to say, right, we can... Uh, uh, you know, we win this one, then uh, we're only... We've got a game in hand and we're only three points uh, off mm. uh, the playoffs. So, you know, you know, we're still we're still in there with a shout. And uh, and after the game yesterday, we're still only six points away from the playoffs. Mm. So yeah. it, it shows that uh, this league isn't that good. And... Mm. Uh, we shouldn't be anywhere near it, really, should we? With the, with the sort of draws we've fourteen draws, we should yeah. be nowhere near the playoffs, should we? No, we should we shouldn't be in theory, like you say. But we all know how open it is, and you know, you go on a three game winning run, mm. that's going to change your season from probably mediocre to hang on a minute, we could have a chance. So, and there is, you know, someone I'm trying to think who put it in on a Twitter. I can't remember his name, but he said, um, I'll find it in a minute. He said, "There's always one team that makes a late that late of, run, that late run, yep. which we did when we went up in the when we went up to through the playoffs, didn't we? We made that late surge. Um, so yeah, I mean, anything's possible. It's just it's hard to sort of try and keep that optimism, even mm. though I'm probably in the minority thinking that way. But and it's hard for that when you're conceding goals and not finishing your chances, which I think has been the season of our uh, story of our season. The thing is, like points wise and games wise, there is still plenty of chance for us to make the playoffs. Mm. If we win Tuesday night and then we win Saturday, we'll be right back in there. We might be a point or two off it again. But I think the the reason we're all not optimistic enough to think that's going to happen is because we've got to go out and actually do that and win those games. And at the moment, the problem is that we're not doing that. We've got every chance of doing it. The points are there if we want them. We just can't quite close games out. And uh, Personally, I just don't see that changing, but I'll try and be optimistic for, for the rest of the season. It's just, as every game goes past, that's another two points that have gone. Uh, I made a mistake earlier. Bradford are on 15 draws, so they're just edging us. Oh, so we're, not even, we're not even winning that. Let's do that instead then, shall we? <laughs> even, so. even if you look at Bradford, so Bradford have got, they've got a similar sort of... Con- we, they've conceded around about the same, like 27, I think, they're with the third best defence, haven't we? Mm. But they, they they just score a few more goals and look where they are. They're yeah. still fourth or something. Uh, yeah, they're, well, they're, um, they're fifth now yeah. uh, after yesterday's game. But the, diff- the major difference being is that um, <clears throat> they've won 12 and only lost four. Mm. They've drawn 15 games, whereas uh, we've lost six. Yeah, uh, yeah. And only won nine, so <clears throat> that's that's the big deal. Uh, yeah. That they have drawn games, but uh, they've 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 only lost four games all season. Mm. They finished teams off when they should have done, which we yeah. always struggle with. But well, I mean, if they if they probably haven't, probably having the same conversation on on an equivalent show in Bradford <laughs> that uh, if they hadn't have uh, if they'd have won more than uh, or converted some of those draws into yeah. wins, they'd yeah. be uh, they'd be clearing away at the top because uh, they've lost the least amount of games in the whole league. Uh, even less than Sheffield, who are currently at the top. But uh, I think, yeah, what's frustrating from our point of view is there hasn't been many games where we've rescued it, and you can look at it and go, "Oh, well done, we've battled back." 
the most of the games that have ended up in draws are because we've thrown it away. Mm. Yeah, a couple of times early on, and it was uh, Fleetwood. It was, uh, we had a last yeah, year. there has been one or two. But yeah, but it's but been y- jolly, you, you yeah. know the point is there. Of course, it's true, um, and uh, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, it's strange the mentality, isn't it? You still come away with the same number of points, yeah. but uh, when you equalise in the last minute, it feels like a win, yeah. and everybody's up and bouncy. And then, uh, but doing it the way we do it, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's soul destroying, <laughs> basically. Uh, what other sweets you got then? Um, we've got quite a few. So um, yeah, it was, uh, sorry, it was, uh, it's only a game. Who said you know? There's always a team that makes a late surge, and it shows how open it is. Um, James Seed uh, said, uh, "What deserves plenty of." Credit for yesterday. He had good effort and had a good game. Uh, Tony Watt yeah. he had that chance, didn't he? I think um, he's, he certainly put. Uh, I think um, the same of the, all three games he's played so far. He's put, he puts a shift in, no mm. question about it. And there was some uh, nice touch. He was played um, wide left for the most part yesterday, and and did okay. There were a couple of times where he, he didn't, doesn't backtrack, but then necessarily you don't you don't necessarily expect that from from Tony Watt anyway. But uh, there were a couple of times he cut in off the wing, off that left side. Mm. Uh, the first one, his shot was. Uh, was fairly tame and went straight to the keep, straight down the keeper's throat, and it, it didn't have any pace. And the second one, which uh, we were right behind, was curling into that left-hand corner. It was a great strike, and uh, keeper did a magnificent save. Mm. Um, but so, um, yeah, no, I'm not faulting Tony at all. After decent game, and to be fair, you know, if you if you take away that last strike, up to that point, we were playing quite well. You know, mm. we played some quite nice football. We uh, Aribo was uh, was some lovely touches. We know how good he is now. Konzo was outstanding in midfield uh, for most part, and you know, so it's it, it's what makes it all the more frustrating. We play, we showed some nice touches. We played some nice football. Um, Ricky Holmes um, tried to garrot um, uh, <laughs> uh, Taylor uh, from their side in, early in the first half, and uh, he took one for the team. Um, could have seen red on that one actually. I mean, we could have been again talking about another red oh. card. He launched mm. himself at him. It wasn't. Two footed lunge or anything like that, but he uh, the, the player had gone well past him. There's a good photo of it, actually, and he just well. launched himself at him and, and took him out with a sort of right foot swing. Mm. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, but again, I mean, we don't, we don't like talking about referees, and, and uh, this one was particularly uh, poor. But uh, generally, not ju- not just for us, just generally, because uh, completely got it wrong. He, he lectured Taylor had been on the floor after being hacked by um, Holmes. Uh, and lectured him not to get upset about it. <laughs> yeah, righto. Uh, and then sent him off. Uh, not sent him <laughs> off, but uh, made him go off, which the new law states you don't have to, which is what we got confused about a couple of weeks ago. And then, uh, of course, um, Elliot scores a last-minute equaliser. And I don't know whether you should sympathise Well, the referee's got no choice, but I didn't, I didn't actually see how he celebrated because it was down to our right and it was obscured, so we, mm. couldn't, we couldn't get a view. But he obviously went into the crowd at, or, or at least jumped on at, at the crowd. I mean, it's very close to the pitch the crowd mm. so you can't avoid it mm. <laughs> I would have thought uh, and you give him a second booking for it and send him off um, <laughs> it's just nonsense isn't it I mean, the, the standard's just appalling uh, and missed our uh, certainly penalty appeals and there isn't a tweet about that uh, the, the handball isn't there uh, there was there was um, I can find it again yeah so the guy said he was literally five yards from um, five, five yards from the sort of the penalty and he and he thinks it's a 100% penalty it was Dan Loyal saying so he said it was Right near the handball, and it was a hundred percent a penalty. So, again, you know, it's one of those sort of dubious ones where you know we're going to have some that say. Well, I was less sure about say, the handball. Yeah. If he, he, may have, he may have got a better view than me, but uh, because I didn't know whether the ball was struck at him and, he, and whether his hand was in an unnatural position, I couldn't tell particularly. Yeah. Uh, I was more, I was still livid about the fact that um, McGuinness hadn't been given a penalty for being launched all over <laughs> uh, in the six-yard box. That's the one I was more miffed about, I think. Uh, but. Um, 
it wasn't given, and and we, you know, the rest is history. We switched off, they equalised, and uh, and we also now feel like uh, a death warmed up instead of uh, thinking, right, that's it, we're, <laughs> we're on the, we're on the Wembley march. Yeah, uh, but there we are. Such is life. Uh, football, is, football <laughs> is what it is. We got some emails as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the emails as well, but um, and. Uh, uh, just about the match itself, there was uh, Richard Church's email to sins. Uh, thanks, Richard. Hi, chaps. I've just heard the post-match interview with uh, Mr. Robinson. In the seven-plus minutes of the interview, he basically just said the same thing over and over again. You could edit the interview down to 30 seconds, I reckon, and not miss anything. He says, I think it was Terry doing the interview. Yes, it was, mate. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, well, the uh, um, basically interviewing Carl is you just say one question and then let him go. <laughs> Really. That you can't really interrupt him after. Uh, no, it's impossible. In <laughs> fact, it happens in the opposite direction. If I try and ask a question, he cuts me in half and then, and then answers it before I finish. Knows what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, well, there we are. Yeah, I'm predictable, <laughs> if nothing else. Uh, so, um, yeah, you're probably right, actually, Richard. Um, I think, um, especially after games like that, frustrating ones, then he's, he's trying to make a point mm. and, and trying to ram the point home, I suppose. But uh, you've probably got, got an absolute point. And he goes on and says, as for more general matters, I said a couple of weeks ago that I had the humble pie ingredients out and ready to go. I've put them back in the cupboard as I'm, <laughs> as I'm back to being grumpy and depressed. It's the hope that kills me, and that's from Richard. Cheers, Richard. Appreciate that. Uh, and that's a fair point, isn't it? Um, you know, we, uh, we go from week to week thinking, you know, one game, we win and uh, and everything's great. The Bolton match, for example, oh, you know, that's inspiring and uh, this is it now. We're going to go. And then Fleetwood and uh, AFC Wimbledon happen. Uh, Bob's emailed us in, evening all. Uh, it would be interesting to hear your views on why we give away such late goals. Is it player mentality, tactics, inability to kill teams off, e.g. two Novak chances? Uh, watch the game in crossbars. It was OK, but would be better with some commentary. Is it possible to link in Charlton Live? On the Tuesday, nothing less than three points required will be needed to. Uh, uh, we'll need to be four up at half time, though. <laughs> and so that's Bob. Cheers, Bob. Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, I think they were talking about trying to link it in. The, the thing is, where the camera feed is, um, is usually in the gantry in the opposite side of the stadium to where the commentary position is. So it's almost impossible Everything to feed in the to audio. Front. Yeah, exactly. So um, from that point of view, unless you're actually um, commentating in the same gantry as the camera. I say, stick Greg up there. So, well, yeah, I've, I mean, many a time I've wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, when, when, we, when we used to do it, uh, the video commentary um, a couple of years back, then it was more, po- more possible because um, uh, uh, we were in the same place mm. uh, as, the, uh, as the, the sky feed. That, uh, that they issue but um, now we're in the uh, in the radio spots it's almost impossible to link it I think unless um, the trouble is I think if even if you try and link it through the player service isn't there like a 10 or 15 second delay between mm. the, the the actual action and people hearing it at the other end yeah so um, that would be almost impossible to sync yeah. as well, which uh, which would be quite embarrassing. Uh, anyway, I'm not happy about it because people will realise how rubbish I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but late goals, yeah, I mean, it's got to be a mental thing, mm. isn't it? It's not an ability thing because for the most part we played all right, um, mm. other than not killing them off. How do you st- – How do you? it's a question, is it? Do you think um, – to do with an age thing because we've got a lot of kids uh, we had <coughs> Conza and Oribe in the middle uh, um, Chickson uh, well, he's not a young man though is he mm. uh, Chickson necessarily but um, is that uh, does that come into play if you play yeah. too many uh, young kids see I, I, was, I, I, I thought about this on, in the car on the way here because I was trying to put my finger on it and why it is and I thought well maybe it is due to naivety and the, the young players we have but then you look at our back four it's not exactly an inexperienced back four is it no. So you know you got you got so- Solly Bauer to share and even Chickson to an extent he's been he's he's not he's not a, a youth product he's played a few games at quite a lot of levels so I just think it's literally a case of 
is it mental fatigue and not physical or is it just because I don't think it's you know I just think it's one of those ones where you can't really force you can't teach someone to concentrate it's just one of you just drill it in well then is it drill it in and we, just get the shape and that's are, the only thing I don't are we back I mean. to ability then are we back to, to you know the fact that we are in league one and we're mid-table mm. in league one uh, the players just aren't aren't good enough yeah they maybe they're not mentally strong I don't know because they're, they're like then I would say that then what Cole said was a valid point if they were mentally weak then going down to 10 men which against Bolton there was no nowhere in a million years I expected us to win that game but we did and that's what's so confusing So, but it can't be a coincidence that we've done it twice in two weeks now it can't be so I don't know maybe we need to be a bit more men behind the ball maybe and just try and see it out um, and well I mean there was a the, the, just before I mean I was talking about the penalty appeal what you would normally expect is once you were in that corner, one nil up with a minute to go, mm. keep it in the corner, stand yeah. on the ball, yeah. just muck about with it, get a throw in, muck, you know, waste time. But we we knocked it across and try to score. Mm. So uh, you play your percentages and just keep it in their territory, there, don't you? And then uh, but that was Chris Solly. I mean, it's probably the most experienced player we got. <laughs> <laughs> um, knocks it across. So you know, is is it is it a case of um, you know we should be now thinking of a slightly different mm. approach? So right when we're winding up and there's a minute to go, don't you dare put that ball in yeah. the box. You know, you you take it to the corner flag and get kicked in the ear if you have to. Yeah, because that's what other teams do. I mean, that's what that's 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 how teams beat us mostly mm. uh, when they're winding up with. Even with 20 minutes to go. And that's what, when we t- talk back about the Fleetwood game, I think when you said about Janet coming on, she... Uh, <laughs> Doctored, that was. that The experience that, that Jacko gives us to do those sort of bit, bits of football, the intelligent bits of football, and as I said last week, you could see him trying to dictate the play, and OK, he maybe couldn't do it so much physically, particularly in that left-back spot, but he was trying to tell those youngsters, look, this is what you need to do for us to win that game, and there was just that one pinball moment in the box and and that was that and maybe it was the same thing again yesterday they were mentally keeping up and they were you know they were dealing with it all okay and then there's just that split second where they they just forget and and it could be naivety it could just be with the Fleetwood one I think it was just down to mental exhaustion because there'd been so much bombardment of that box that they just ran out of mental energy almost because I think their fit fitness is fine but um yeah, I don't know whether Wimbledon were, were pressing quite like that yesterday from the sound of things, not. So, I don't know, maybe it was the opposite. Maybe they were a bit too relaxed. Um, but it, we need to sort it out because I can't take many more last-minute goals, really. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> Freddie Saunders has emailed us in. Thanks, Freddie. Hi, all. Great show, as always. I'm going to reiterate in short what I said in my blog post. If we look at the last two games, these are games that we should have arguably won. In both games, we've led and relied on a mere 1-0 goal cushion. Not good enough for any team keen for a final playoff push at the end of the season. In extra time, the squad seems just to just collapse, lose focus and concentration, and it's nothing short of infuriating. Carl continues to say, I cannot question their commitment or determination. Yes, you bloody well can. Uh, the boys in red have let the fans down two games in a row by not showing the mental fortitude to see out the game. If we had won the games we should have uh, against Wimbledon and Fleetwood, we would be sitting two points off the playoffs with two games in hand uh, to our opponents. Now, when you look at that scenario, which really was not impossible, simply just to just had to see out two games in the closing stages, I would say we have a very good chance to go to Wembley. While we sit only six points off sixth place Millwall, who unfortunately beat Southend at the end by 1-0 um, and have moved into the playoffs, I genuinely don't think we have uh, mental ability to make it. We take on Oldham on Tuesday, a side which has been revitalised under John Sheridan, and we've been even tougher challenged than when we embarrassed ourselves at the Valley. Mathematically, we can still do it, but the mental performances over the last two weeks show nothing is changing and we are not treating these as cup finals, and in fact, our season could be over. 
Call me negative, but I cannot stand to keep getting my hopes up when they get crashed back down because of a lack of fight and determination. I'm not saying the boys don't care, but I just don't think they care as much as they should. And uh, it gives a link to the blog post, which uh, which that's from uh, Freddie Saunders, so go and have a look, um, and uh, and you'll see it all. Uh, also, just to close up, I've lost a lot of respect for the women of fans. They were rather unclassy and pretty nasty when they were waiting around the team coach yesterday to try and catch Robinson. Bit of a joke, to be honest, but from what I understand from a few friends who are non-league fans, women don't have a habit of lacking class and being a nasty bunch when they were climbing back up the, foot, uh, the football league. Uh, thanks, lads, and, uh, and Ladette, if Sue's around. And uh, regrets we not. But, um, yeah, they were, uh, they were an angry bunch. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I can sort of understand it. I think, yeah, uh, look, I, Carl said it himself, what AFC, have, what those fans have been through, first of all, and then what they've managed to do in terms of getting that club together and, and where they are now is unbelievable. Uh, it's a massive credit. You know, we've seen the difficult relationship that we've had with our owner over recent years, and there's a club that have been through been to hell and back really and pull, pulled things together and, and got themselves a club to support again and I completely get that, that Carl is a, an object or of what became MK Dons and I, I appreciate that and how they must feel but it's a bit classless I think to, to direct that at him especially now he's at another club um, the way they did it, it is not right I think you know boo him for sure and, and boycott the MK Dons games like they have done but I think you know, he's with a different club now. He's moved on, and you know, I'm not here necessarily to tell them what to do. They have to, they have to do what they feels right because we, I haven't been through what they had to deal with. But it was a shame to see it end like that because, as Carl said, the majority of the game and the majority of the staff and people that he met yesterday were fine. So, and I'll reiterate that we were there and and were treated uh, treated very well by mm. by AFC women. They don't have the uh, the facilities uh, in that stadium, and that's not their fault. That's, uh, you know, they've they've had to get back to. Mm. Uh, to where they are, and they've done superbly to do so. And pl- they're planning on a new ground, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's, um, so. it's quite nice. Strangely, it? though, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a twist that, um, as far as I can understand, and people will correct me if I'm wrong, they're looking to. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, to go back to the sort of plow lane area. Yeah. Uh, and they're taking over the dog track, I think, That's the Greyhound Stadium. Yeah. Um, now the Graham Stadium is uh, is obviously then going to go by the wayside, uh, so uh, people who who are currently there are going to uh, find themselves out of a job. Um, but the Kings Meadow is shared, or the Cherry Red Record Stadium, as it's called, uh, is shared with somebody else, I think. Um, right. But AFC Wimbledon, because of the uh, situation, I think they now own it, um, and they're going to sell it, I believe, to Chelsea, who are going to use it for women's games and reserve team games, uh, which means the current 
um, shared ownership of uh, of that mm. team, whoever it is, I can't remember, uh, is going to win. So they're going to lose 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 the ground themselves. So they're going to find nowhere that they've got nowhere to play, which is a bit ironic when you mm. think about it. Yeah. Um, no, I get the anger. I mean, uh, no, I even get it that that they still anger at Carl Robinson. I'm guessing he must have said something in his time. Yeah, he I mean, must I, have done. Uh, I because there was a banner unfurled, which was uh, less than complimentary. Mm. Uh, and uh, and we'll talk about the groundsman incident a, 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 a little bit more detail um, in a sec. But um, so I know I'd, I'd sort of get that. And I, he probably does as well. He's you know he's not silly. Um, mm. But um, the rest, you know, the other stuff, you know, as, as um, was alluded, Freddie alluded to, you know, going around the, the coach and, and directing it at, uh, at Charlton fans and, and or not Charlton fans, Charlton players. Um, and it seemed a bit strange to me. Yeah. Um, mm. But you know, we and. We've not we've sort of been in that position, being nomads, mm. but not um, not to the extent that it's uh, that it's affected them. So it's, it's probably difficult to try and compare. Absolutely. Um, but um, the bit at the end is the one that uh, that, that smacks of just uh, bizarre of as well, yeah. and, and it is a bit strange. But and we will discuss that in more detail. Just like, I knew it was going to be like a like a derby game. It wasn't a proper derby game because it's, it's, they're not rivals as such, but. From what you know, we'll go later on about the the bit at the end. I found it really toxic, and I never never anticipated it was going to be like that sort of atmosphere. If I was honest, like because I didn't know there was banners there and whatever else until after well, it was near well, the, end waited, of the game. They it? waited till the eighty ninth minute to unfurl yeah. it, which was a bit strange. It was just weird. Well, was maybe they knew weird. it was going to get uh, um, taken down or something, but yeah. I, I didn't see anybody attempt to take it down. To be fair, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just a weird. It just seemed like it was a weird atmosphere there. Because that. And it was still curled up in the uh, on the floor at the at the end, about half hour after the game. Oh, well, they didn't want it then. <laughs> Clearly, I not. suppose <laughs> won't need it ever again, <laughs> will they? If I suppose. Uh, no, maybe not. No. <laughs> Um, we got uh, Cat Varmer sent an email in. Hi guys, looking forward to listening to the podcast. Normally listen this uh, the Thursday podcast on Friday morning in Lidl. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Mon- Mondays are listened in much more avant-garde environment. He says. <laughs> Cheers, Cat. Um, one of the problems for Robinson is that he took over a squad with a number of injuries, so players have been coming back to fitness and it requires uh, higher tempo than Slade did. So rather than having players trying to get back to the previous fitness levels. Uh, he needs players to exceed them in the area of stamina. Unfortunately, there's no time for that uh, with the fixture list since uh, Christmas, and it doesn't help with the disciplinary issues. This has left us with a squad that is only around 75 to 80 minutes in their tank, hence the late goals. This is not a lot. There is not a lot Robinson can do about this in the short term, except rotate the squad, for which he needs fit players to not be suspended and uh, get his midfield and forwards to be more than uh, uh, to, to get more than one solitary goal. That's uh, um, a different different angle, um, and uh, one probably I hadn't thought of actually mm. either. So uh, cheers for that cap and uh, saying that it's um, because the players weren't fit enough I think there's certainly an element to it um, it's certainly a valid point I personally from having watched the games even when we get to that 85-90 minutes I don't feel like the players look like they're tiring physically that's just my opinion it could Mm. just be down to physical fitness but I think the point that, that they have picked up on is that we've either got players suspended or our squad's too small and he's being forced to rotate I think I don't know the exact statistics, but I can't think there's been that many games where he's been able to name close to his strongest side for more than one or two games in a row. If we were able to do that for you know six, seven games in a row, okay, with the odd one or two changes, it might be a very different story. And he just hasn't really been able to do that. I've got. I think if I'm if I was really going to be pushed on an answer to this, I'd, I'd say it was mental because yeah, if so. if you look towards. Um, uh, not even towards the end of the games, actually, but after we score, if mm. we come under any sort of pressure, then panic sets in. Yeah. It seems to anyway, yeah, mm. and and uh, flapping at balls on the edge of the penalty area where you know, normal calm defenders would uh, would deal with it, mm. uh, especially when they're launched high in uh, and and a ball bounces to the edge of the six yard box. We we noticed it at Fleetwood 
uh, as well. It's just, um, I think it's just panic sets in because of uh, fear, I suppose, fear mm. of losing, fear of, uh, of, uh, of dropping points, uh, and that includes sitting too deep and all that sort of stuff that entails. So I think it's just, uh, you know, I think it's a combination of factors where we are in the league um, and it's a vicious circle. You know, people panic, players panic, cause they especially at home, because, uh, oh, you know, we can't lose this, we mustn't lose this, da, 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 da. we haven't got the second goal, woe is me, I'm just going to flap at this and miss it completely. And uh, Same with the watch chance, wasn't it, last week? Uh, it's a mindset that, that it's difficult to get out of, I guess. Um, right, I've, uh, I've got a question from Mark. A quick question. Evening, chaps. Thanks, Mark. Mark Newbury. Quick question for you. What do us, Sheffield United and Scunthorpe, have in common? And while you mull over that, listen to this. Jackson, it's See, that's when you celebrate an equaliser. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the question from Mark Newbury was, uh, what do us, Sheffield United and Scunthorpe, have in common? The answer is uh, they've only, uh, we've only lost six games each, uh, and only Bradford have lost less stats, which would normally we'd be pleased about in any other season. But our inability to finish a team or actually see a game out is what's costing us. A couple of things Carl alluded to, a player switching off for their equaliser, as I wasn't there. Can you shed any light on who he was referring to? And should Ricky Holmes have received a red, as reports say he should? Thought it was a very attacking bench, which actually negated the chance to put a defender on in the last quarter. But with five to go, a solid red wall at the back would not go amiss. Take a point, Roll than losing and if we get four from the next couple we'll not be moaning that's uh, that's from mark cheers mark uh well on those two points the first um the, i think the player carl alluded to was um adam uh, chickson that's the one i think he was talking about because i think chickson was the one that uh, i think i said it to before um elliot ran past uh, bow i think jumped with um with uh, the substitute which was Barnett I think that was Bauer Teixeira was to the right of him so he wasn't in the position the, to cover the run of Elliot I think it was Chickson who let Elliot go he tried to get back at him but he'd it, already gone um, so maybe that's the one he's talking about but I think it's harsh to pick one player out on that mm. to be fair I think we should be <coughs> defending in numbers not just not just one-on-ones especially mm. with, with a minute to go but um, I, I, I don't know that for sure but that's what I'm guessing um, as for the Ricky Holmes tackle I think I mentioned it before I think it... <sighs> It wouldn't have surprised me had he, had he got ready. It, it was from behind, or to the side rather. It wasn't a two-footed lunge. Was it like a swipe? It was a swipe. So, I mean, yeah. that's what he got. But he did launch himself at it. <laughs> I mean, he, he really did launch himself at the swipe. Uh, but it wasn't studs up or anything like that. So that's how, that's how he got away with it. But it wasn't, you know, it was quite a... Um, uh, I suppose it depends which way you look at it. Mm. It was a decent uh, decent lunge and tackle uh, and swipe. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if you're that way inclined. But if I mean, if if it had happened against us, we'd have been livid, no question about it. And uh, mm. I think um, was he lucky to stay on? Yeah, I mean, refs and especially that one yesterday could have sent him off. I think it, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have surprised me enormously anyway. Put it mm. that way. But um, we've had our few share of reds recently, yeah. anyway. So yeah, as I said, <laughs> if if he'd have done it from the front, uh, almost certainly he would have gone. Yeah. But because he was from the sort of behind to the side, and as I said, it was a swipe rather than a, a studded lunge. I think that's what, why he got away with mm. it. I've only seen the still photo that somebody's taken, but it look, it just looks cynical. But I don't think it looks oh, it like that. it was going to cause some. any harm yeah. necessarily. 
Well, he caught him on the ankle, so uh, mm. that in itself, um, it hurt. You could see it hurt him uh, yeah. because the way uh, the way Ricky Andrews landed on him on the back of his ankle, uh, so it definitely hurt. And uh, I just <laughs> it was just mildly amusing the way the ref actually gave him a lecture for obviously swearing and calling. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe he was questioning why he didn't get sent off. I don't know, but mm. uh, and then sending him off uh, to uh, to wait to come back on again was just adding and insult or injury. Right? As we said, it doesn't justify it, but he gets that about ten times a game anyway. So I don't really blame him for every now and again just getting, getting one out back, himself. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Got an email from Bob, and I like I like this email, Bob. Um, he said, "I can't understand how you say it's a mediocre league yet we have quality to compete for the playoffs." Um, how many of the present team would get in a Powers League winning team? Um, Rudd, Loney, Solly, maybe the two youngsters in a couple of years, but the others are all journeyman players who, for the most part, have shown this is their level. If we want to stand a chance of promotion, we need players who have the ambition and drive of establishing, establishing themselves at the next level. The manager is another of lower league standard who is tactically uh, is restricted. Unfortunately, this is all the owner wants and all the wishful thinking of us fans won't change this until we have proper football people in place again. That's Bob Knight. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a fair point, I suppose. How many of this uh, team, uh, current team, would have got into that uh, Powell's um, uh, promotion-winning side? Who was our centre-halves? Was it Morrow and Taylor? Taylor. Yeah. I would have said Taylor. one of our centre-halves would have been better than Taylor, even though Taylor done great. I think Pierce. I think Pierce would have been there. Pierce and Morrison would have been... I think Ricky great. Holmes would have got there. Yeah. I know he's a bit older, but well, did we, have we have Wagstaff Waggy. playing a lot of it. Yeah, I would say, I would say maybe two, two or... F- Two or three. If Luke was here, he I was going to say Addy obviously yeah. would have been in. I think if you look at, um, but the spine. I, I think, think in, yeah. in terms of the spine, yeah. I think it's mm. just one really. But. Maybe in uh, yeah, because you look at the midfield we had um, in that. Uh, I mean, Danny Hollands was just Hollands the beast. And Stevens yeah. together, uh, yeah. and he did all the the, the, the grafting, and Stevens did uh, did the football. Yeah, uh, and you'd sort of wanted Cross to be Danny Hollands, and, and maybe Orvestad at the beginning to be um, <laughs> yeah. correct. Tom's gone all starry. <laughs> <laughs> Stop <laughs> to dribbling. Be, <laughs> to be that pair, but you know, and and but you wouldn't say either of them were as good as mm. necessarily. Uh, Danny Hollands in his in his mm. bomb. I mean. He sort of um, uh, petered out for Danny uh, in the set- once we were in the championship, but yeah. uh, certainly um, it's it's a it's a fair point and and something that I thought about myself a few times. From it's Bob, the top two, uh, isn't appreciate it? the question, Bob. Um, and it's uh, and it's a fact, though, isn't it? We mm. can't. Uh, we can't. I mean, it is a mediocre league. I still think it is. Um, are we good enough to be? Well, clearly not. Otherwise, we wouldn't be where we are. Mm. Uh, can we turn that around? With uh, you know, if we've got uh, we've got additions to the current squad. The, uh, with uh, Forster Kasky, with Byrne uh, coming back in, with um, uh, the left back whose name's just gone, Page. <coughs> Page, Page, thank you. Um, <clears throat> so we have got people coming back in uh, who arguably could strengthen what yeah. we've got, but uh, it's. Um, I'm not as hopeful. I've got to be honest as mm. of making that top six. I mean, it's still a mathematical possibility, and the only reason you look at it and think we can is because it's a mediocre. Yeah. Thing, I think, but. Um, uh, Bob's make a fair point, and uh, how many would, and uh, not many, I think is the answer. A few, mm. but not many. Uh, certainly nobody would, uh, uh, up front, would would, uh, would nah. supplant anything we had back but then. I think, I just, I can't think about that too much, because what was wrong with it? If, if that's the case, what was wrong with it when, when we had it anyway, and we get into all that again, but... <laughs> yeah. But, uh, as you say, the, the players that we've got to come back, and that was the point I made earlier, how many times has Robinson had that? ideal first 11 to choose from um, and I don't think very often at all and and when he has Page or Byrne for example have been sent off and and then you start all over again and you're relying on somebody else to come in so we've always had a small squad under under these owners um, 
and we have always had to rely on those squad players to come in because of injuries or because of suspensions and that's that's not changed now maybe some of those players are better quality than they have been in the past but it's still the same old problem no no question about it and, and uh you know, our certain areas of our squad are paper thin. Mm. Mm. Uh, not all of it, but certain areas, and uh, and that gets exposed, and, and probably will be exposed in the next three or four weeks because we've got two games a week for the next what four weeks. Mm. Uh, so um, yeah, I think I worked it out eleven games in thirty-five days or something. It's, it's going to be something like that, which yeah. um, will which will uh, test us to the limit. I think uh, we're going to uh, we're going to turn our attention now to that incident at the end um, where um, the groundsman, uh, as it turns out, um, said something uh, less than complimentary to Carl Robinson as as he walked off the pitch. I mean, there were a lot of angry fans on our near side anyway, so I was concentrating a little bit on those, uh, both at the referee. I think for sending off um, mm, uh, Elliot, I Elliot. think was the, the main thing, but. Um, <coughs> Then, of course, Corons was shortly uh, a little distance behind, and uh, they were also giving him some abuse, which, as, as I think he said, and as we sort of expected. But then, um, as he's walking towards the, the tunnel, the, um, the groundsman said something. And I know what he said. I can't repeat it. I've told these guys in here. Uh, well, I know what was said that he said, put it that way. And Carl Robinson reacted. So uh, was he right to? Was uh, was was he justified in 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 being angry and and having a go? There there were lots of nonsense spouted about it, um, and regrettably some of it from the AFC Wimbledon end, where they said he took a, he swiped a punch. <laughs> well, that's absolutely not true. Two reasons why it's not true: one, because the groundsman stayed about twenty yards away and walked away, so you couldn't get close enough to a swing a punch at anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, he he wanted to get to him and mm-hmm. was held back. I think Neil Hardley did it once, uh, and there was a security guard there. That, that, uh, that held him back as well, and I think some of the players jumped in to stop him getting anywhere near the, the groundsman who, who said what he said. Um, so there was no punches thrown mm. at all. Um, yeah. But uh, certainly he was angry, no question about it. But was he right to be angry? Uh, when I first when I first saw it, um, it was a case of, you know, maybe he should be leading by example and he shouldn't be saying. But then now that I know what was said, I, I don't think any person, I think I would probably reacted the same, which he did allude to in his interview, you know, he is a foot manager, but when something like that, when someone crosses the line, that all comes, that's all nonsense, and then it's become quite personal, so, yeah, no, it's it's difficult, because you don't want to see it anyway, whoever it is, if it was a player or, or a manager, but um, I do have some sort of sympathy with him, but it's just one of those awkward things now, where it's been all blown out of proportion, but... Yeah, I mean, I probably would have reacted the same way if I'm totally, brutally honest. I probably would have done the same. I think in that situation as well, the the last minute goal, as you say, the MK Dons connections, everything. I, I completely appreciate why it's happened. It's as as Nate says, there, it's a chance to blow it up out of all proportion. You're seeing these things in the in the media now about big bust ups in London derbies, and yet we were talking earlier about how it's barely even a derby, really. But it's just one of those things. It's something that the media can, can jump on the back of and elaborate on it's uh, based on what was supposedly said I, I understand why Carl's reacted the way he has but it's the, it's the way it goes it, from my point of view and obviously I don't don't condone sort of going after someone or attacking someone but as you say tell there were no punches thrown I think it's nice to see a manager with a bit of passion uh, and someone who's prepared to stand up for himself and we've had a few people come and go through here recently who, who don't feel like you know they can barely stand up straight, and here he is. You know, showing that sort of passion. So I think, from that point of view, it's not all bad, but it's just not something you want to see, is it? Really, and, and Carl said that himself when you step onto that 
over that white line you just want to be a football manager and get on with your job and he wasn't able to do that interesting point and I've seen it uh, I've seen a few tweets alluding to the same thing do you think he would have lost his rag quite as much had we held on for the win no, probably no, he not. Pro- he probably had a big smile and he yeah. would have yeah. smiled at him. So yeah, he would have. So, yeah, I think he would have been as wound up, but he would have reacted <coughs> differently and, and maybe thought more about the game and, and maybe taken the mick out of him that way. Yeah, mm. rather than the aggression, which I think, as as I say, came out of the frustration of conceding that that last goal. Interesting um, the reaction as well from uh, from AFC Woodham themselves and uh, and um, Carl mentioned that a lot of people with a lot of class and uh, and a lot of respect and time for. Uh, and actually, um, Neil Ardley was asked the question about um, uh, Carl Robinson after the game. And this is what he said. You were not responsible, but you're in the middle of that. Yeah, again, I'll I'll be very careful what I say, but ultimately um, a certain member of our club has let the club down. And, um, you know, hopefully our club will do the right thing and and deal with it in the right way. And, uh, you know, no matter what tensions there are in the game of football, um, nobody should take it upon himself to... To, to abuse people and, and take the law into their own hands and, and it's wrong because at the end of the day Carl Robinson reacts and, and if he had and you were holding him back if he had laid a glove it would have been him that would have been in the wrong absolutely but but you know as a club we need to deal with our side of things and run our club the right way and, and hopefully we'll do that I love doing that. <laughs> um, so there we are. Neil Ardley himself uh, saying that the club were going to deal with it and uh, and uh, uh, deal with it. He hoped in the right way. Um, we don't know what that might be necessarily, but uh, uh, sort of uh, conceding that um, they had an employer that stepped out of line. So mm. it's not it's not a chart and bias on this particularly. It was um, uh, what was said. Uh, there are two bits to it. The first one, I think, he probably would have laughed off. The second one. He didn't clearly, yeah. Uh, and um, it was uh, it wasn't something that was uh, uh, hidden. I mean, it, what he said was heard by a number of people on the pitch, including Wimbledon uh, players and, and management. So um, it's going to be dealt with by them internally. And uh, and I know that uh, they asked um, Carl, I think, if if he wanted to take it further than just let the, letting the club deal with it. And I think uh, Carl went, no, 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 you, you deal with it the way you want to deal with it. And uh, he, he said he wasn't going to take it further, i.e. Mm. Um, legal or, or police mm. action. He said which, no. Which he definitely could have as well. Apparently so, yes. Um, but he said no. And so therefore, um, he's leaving AFC women to deal with it uh, the way they want to. So clearly, um, he, overste- he overstepped the mark on whatever he said. And apparently it's somebody who's been there like 20 odd years. It's not, wow. it's, it's not like, it wasn't a kid. Yeah. You know, it wasn't some young kid who's, uh, uh, it was just one of their senior ground staff, by, by all accounts. I think in the wake of it all, I think everyone seems to have handled it pretty well. You know, Carl's come out and just said, you know, I, I don't really tolerate it. But as you say, he's not going to take it any further. Hardly effectively, whether he likes it or not, as the manager, is the mouthpiece for Wimbledon at that, at that point because he's going to have all the press after the game. He's come out and said, you know, this is not, you know, not this is not the views of the management type statement. But you know, we don't agree with it either, and we're going to deal with it. And everyone seems to just be trying to calm it down. As I say, because it's a London derby, because there's the last minute goal, because it's all the tension around everything in terms of how the club was started and and MK Dons and everything. You see why there's a chance to blow it all out of proportion. But actually, I think the people involved have handled it fairly well. So I think we draw a line out of it under it. Hopefully, it's a sort of thing that uh, will consign itself to the uh, uh, to the bottom of parrots' cages or whatever it is. Uh, old news, and uh, and hopefully it's done and dusted. Any more? Uh, any more emails? Uh, any more tweets? Sorry. For yeah, me. I'll finish these ones up before we go on anything else. We have got a couple on Carl. Um, 
Paul Manalishi says um, Robinson's a donut. <laughs> Fair <laughs> he, enough. He, ra- he rambles in his um, he rambles in his interviews, which I'll give him that. Uh, I agree yeah, with that I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, and he says he needs to grow up, which I think he's sort of alluding to, you know, making excuses and that, which he does sometimes, which I know can get on people's nerves. But mm. um, and John Kerry said we've gone from the class of CP uh, Chris Powell, obviously, to Cole Robinson, which might be in terms of the way that he sort of conducted himself after the game. But you know, everyone's entitled to see it as they see fit I suppose but um, and then the last one is I ran a poll yesterday and uh, SE Red ran a, 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 the same poll as it goes and it was both the same outcome it was 70-30 so 70% of us uh, believe that we won't it's, the bridge will be too far for us for playoffs this year so it looks like I'm in the minority I think we've still got a chance but you know, we can all we can all dream. We can all try and live the dream or we'll see yeah. the dream. I see Brian Haynes just tweeted and saying, uh, "What did the groundsman say? Stop being so squeamish and tell us." Oh yeah, it's not a question of squeamish. Uh, we can't. We'll be taken <laughs> off air if we say what uh, what the what the uh, what the groundsman said. I promise you. If you ever if we ever meet Brian, I'll tell you. I promise you. But, uh, <laughs> We we wouldn't uh, we won't be here next week if I tell you what he said. Yeah, no but more no more channel live <laughs> through one through one sentence. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, put it this way, it's worse than anything Pete Finch ever said on air. <laughs> 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 um, right, we, we I suppose we ought to now look ahead a little bit to uh, to Tuesday night. Um, I, I know you guys will, will do your Thursday and, and look forward to the the Rock Stellaway, but uh, Tuesday we've got a uh, small matter of a trip up to Oldham. Mm. Deep joy. Well, I haven't got the small matter of a trip up because <laughs> no one in their right mind would go. Yeah, but, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> no question about I assume that. Assume you're going, Tom. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I think look, I think while we're unbeaten, these two draws are obviously disappointing. But whilst we're unbeaten, the games just coming thick and fast is not a bad thing. I think when Riga came in that first time and we were fighting off relegation, and the games came thick and fast, you saw what Charlton players can do. Um, when their backs were against the wall and they were they were pushing and the games were coming, they just got on with it. And you see people now, all, all players seem to say they prefer games and they don't like training. And when games are coming thick and fast, you've got less chance to train and more time just to focus on playing matches. And yeah, I think uh, a good opportunity to go up there and put some of those demons to bed straight away and, and hopefully kick on and get a win. Anybody believe in stats and the way it works? And the, um, yeah. Right, here we go. This is um, this is Oldham's last. Well, how many got one, two, three, four, five, six? Seven, last eight games. Mm-hmm. Okay, starting in uh, on the tenth of January, lost, one, lost, one, lost, one, lost, one. And let's no, hope uh, that let, let's hope that continues because the next one should be yeah. a loss. How long has Sheridan been there? Has he uh, been there for a while? I don't know. Actually, I can't he's remember. Because I know yeah, he, he's had a new lease of life there. But who did they beat on Saturday? They just scraped. They, they, they beat Coventry. They beat Coventry at home. They lost to Milton, uh, Milton MK Dons uh, the week before. Uh, beat Chesterfield away before that. Lost at home to Bradford before that. Uh, beat Peterborough at home. Uh, but lost to Shrewsbury away, yeah. uh, and also beat Gillingham at home before in, in, that, in that sequence. Um, they also lost to Mansfield in the Football League trophy. So, um, it, it's one of those where, and, and you hate to say it, but you know, it's a game we we got to win. Really, yeah. I mean, it, let, let's say we are still gleaming of that playoff spot, then we've got to win anyway. But yeah. you know, a trip up to Oldham on the face of it. Um, a, a, a team that, um, all right, has done marginally better since John Sheridan has been there, but only marginally. They're still down there. What are they, 20th at the yeah. moment? Yep. 
the, those are the teams we struggled against though it was it Oldham that beat us here yeah, on that true, Tuesday yeah. night it's a fair point it was absolutely appalling game um, was it Shrewsbury that were down there as well and we, we struggled oh no we beat them quite comfortably we lost, we lost to Rochdale when Rochdale, they were down there yeah that the was time. the other one there's you know we do seem to struggle to break those teams down but admittedly more of those have been at home so if we can go there and just play Did more expensive them at our place. Who? Oldham. Oldham. No, we lost no, 1-0. We, we lost on had, Tuesday, didn't that's we? That's when they had all the Domino's pizzas on the coach after. Yeah. And we was waiting for you outside. You was doing the interview. And they had that Freddie Ladapo, who's not there anymore, from Palace. And he, I think he scored against us, that Freddie Ladapo. He's not there and he's not I can't remember who scored. I just remember it being awful. But yeah, they're not a great team. <laughs> I and just didn't mean that it was a draw. I don't know, I don't know why. Just... It could be wrong, but I'm sure there's one... That, one nil. It was Tuesday um, night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they had little dominoes on the cut. Yeah, I'm sure it was one nil, but I could be. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm starting to doubt myself now, Tell. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Right, you talk amongst yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we doing smart, Tom. Huh? <laughs> 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 no joke. No, but um, yeah, no. So it's a game that we should, like you say, we should win. Um, because we've got that and then we've got to go all the way back up to Manchester on Saturday and that one we are doing yeah we are doing oh, that's, good. that's a long old coat yeah, you'd, have, you'd have to be an idiot to go there I know <laughs> <laughs> I'm two, not two, two idiots <laughs> are you not no, no I'm not no. Uh, I'm away this weekend because so, oh, I thought it would be a three week FA Cup do you know what I mean so, uh, mm. we'll be on the coach though so if uh, everyone's on the coach yeah Fancies an interview. Unless I'm looking at this, <laughs> come and sit with us. <laughs> unless, unless I'm looking at this wrong. Charlton Oldham, 27th of September. Oh, it was 1-0. It was 1-0. Was it? Who scored? Uh, Josh McGuinness gave us a lead on the 22nd yes, minute. And it. guess what? They equalised with uh, on the, in Clark. the 83rd, Peter Clark. Yeah. Oh, that's why that's it feels really like a loss then. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It was right near it the end It was the cross at the last minute. It was a silly foul. Who gave oh, the foul that was away? it. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone gave a silly foul away. He crossed and he ended it in covered end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Terry. That was my bad. But yeah, so it did feel like a loss. That's probably yeah. right. They were twenty third at the time. We were twelfth. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. So it's about the same, isn't it? About the same, pretty much. So um, again, it, they've had a new lease of life, I suppose. Uh, but it's still not a question of them. They haven't sort of put uh, five winning, five games back to back winning uh, streak or anything like that. It's one loss, one loss, one loss. So it's still a game we should be looking up there to, to go and take three points. Definitely. Points. And I think aside from opposition managers saying, you know, towards the end of the games, this team look a bit frail. There's not a lot that other managers can say positive against us because our record has been good. You know, we haven't lost for a long, long time. We've got exciting forward players. We're we're good going forwards. Our defence, as you say, is one of the best in the league. All of those positives, it's difficult for managers to break that down. As I say, the only positive they can say is hang in the game and if they're only one goal in it, then maybe we can push at the end. But, you know, away from home with that four five one, if we can get our counter attacking game on and we can get more than one goal, I think it's going to be difficult for other teams to get back in it. It's just whether we can, <coughs> and uh, we need to start doing that sooner rather than later for those optimists that still think we've got a chance. <laughs> um, it's a new stadium, I think. Then they move from their old one. I think um, Oldham. I thought it was Boundary Park, but they just renamed Sports it to Direct. Sports Direct Stadium now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so if it's still Boundary Park, I've been there then. So um, uh, it's not a new stadium for me. Oh. <laughs> um, the if we get the I mean I know the football sports are just we we all are just weird you know we're we're talking like it's the end of the world now if we go up there and grab three points we'll be yeah. you know we'll be singing and dancing this is it we're on a run and, we'll be coming in on Thursday going yeah we're on our way yeah, playoffs three, are three on three win on Saturday yeah because yeah. <laughs> we do it every week absolutely guaranteed um, 
Uh, yeah, Freddie Snorders has just confirmed Josh McGuinness scored after Holmes powered in, uh, yeah. into the ball 83rd minute clock headed home past Rudd didn't he? Uh, uh, also says I think we miss Pierce, and that's probably fair I, mm. think, uh, mm. no, I, I don't think Teixeira and Bear are, are bad defenders necessarily you just know they've got you just feel they've got a mistake in them yeah. Bauer in particular has just got a, a little mistake in him I think concentration's a big thing with him I think Teixeira Teixeira's good, so good attacking, I kind of forget about him as a defender, because especially that last year, he got so many goals for us. Um, but I think Konza and Pierce or Bauer and Pierce are probably our two preferred. Um, and I think Pierce, a bit like, it's a bit, not controversial, but I know people don't like him now, but when Roger Johnson came in the first time, his experience alongside some of those youthful defenders made a massive difference. People like Gomez and like Konza coming in. He was a real asset, and I think Pierce is doing that again now. Um, so when he's not on the pitch, it's really noticeable. I'm trying to remember um, how long uh, Josh Pierce can be out for. Is it? Are we close to seeing a return? I, I think I might ask uh, Cole on Tuesday if they, uh, what yeah, the current yeah. situation is because I, I know it was a long time, but he's been gone a while now. Yeah. Hasn't he? I thought it was. I, I've got something telling me it was mid to late March because it was like three months. I think it was going to be three months, but I can't remember when it happened. Yeah, I'm, I've got a feeling it's this month because I know it was just before the season ended, but it wasn't. It wasn't going to be. Yeah. Like loads of time left, but hopefully he's here because he was a, he was a champion last year, wasn't he? With Wigan, mm. so mm. and that's what we need. We need that leader and that, that mentality, yeah. Not just for our defense. Are we saying then, if we're still in in with a sniff, yeah, uh, when we get Jason Pierce back, uh, let's say Nathan Burns back in the squad, a fully fit squad, uh, no suspensions, Jason Pierce back at the helm, doable? Yeah. I think well, yeah. it depends when, but yeah, if if we had that fully squit, uh, fully squit, fully, squit. fully fit squad <laughs> fully squit for the rest of the season <laughs> from Tuesday night to the end of the season, with Janet back- Jackson leading us all the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I'd back us to get playoffs. If that was the case, I think the realistic reason is that we won't have all those players available all of that time. But I think honestly, with those players, I don't think this league would be much of a problem. Um, and I I said that at the start of the season with the players we had then as well. The problem has been, as I say, the same same problem as it's been. Ever since they took over, is we get those injuries and we haven't got enough backup to replace them. So, I mean, marginally confident then for Tuesday. They're, obviously, they're capable. Um, they don't mm. score a lot of goals, particularly. But, right, Peter Clark, who obviously bagged the, the equaliser mm. against us, is their is their top scorer with five. Other than that, uh, the rest are in on fours and threes and twos. So they don't uh, they're not prolific by any stretch. Nil nil then. Well, at least we won't uh, surrender a lead. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that's got uh, that's got to be a bonus. Yeah. Um, they do concede. You know, they've only scored twenty. They've uh, um, conceded thirty-three, uh, but they have picked up some. You know, a win, uh, three wins, four wins in the last in the last eight. But they've lost four as well. So it's checking the night, isn't it's it? It's going to be a, yeah. Um, we've got to, <coughs> if we play. You know, and I know we've probably said this loads of times. If we play to to to, to the capabilities that we've got, and and like we've played for the first seventy-five minutes. Um, well, 80 minutes, 90 minutes, even yesterday, mm. uh, and arguably 50 minutes, 60 minutes against Fleetwood, then no team should be able to live with us, especially a team like Oldham, theoretically. Yeah. No, yeah, and it's only if we always say it though, you know, if we play to our strengths, we should be. But we, I said this at the beginning of the year when we had a Jose Novak together, well, that's a top two pairing, in my opinion, with you know, but it just hasn't clicked and it hasn't worked. And obviously, a Jose's gone now, but. On that's what I mean. On paper, we're absolutely amazing, but at the moment, it's just not. We're just not doing it, and that's in theory we should be going to Oldham. Um, no disrespect to them, but places like Oldham and Rochdale and stuff, and it be confident of winning, you know. But at the moment, 
I'm still quite dubious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, but that's and that's because of um, the, the the way we've played, especially uh, certain parts of the season, conceding late uh, goals. It makes us appear fragile, mm. and if we appear fragile, then we can be fragile from minute one, not just minute ninety. So, I mean, mm. there is that doubt. We're, yeah. we're not going into games with the belief, and maybe that's affecting the players as well. Mm. Uh, if they're not going in, if they're, go- if they're going in thinking, well, we've scored one, but we still might not win this, mm. then it's going to affect players. It's got to, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think. I, I think um, that's why earlier when we had that email about the physical fitness, or yeah, it's that it is the mental fragility because it's not, it's not always the last five minutes of games. It can happen in the middle of games where you see us just sit back and okay, Fleetwood aside because they pressed us as, as well but in other games you, we go 1-0 up and we sit back and that just happens too many times and we don't seem to have enough players that when we go 1-0 up go right let's go and get another let's go and get another and keep going and it's, it's something I've said on this show for, for a good couple of years now that we've had players in the side that could physically could go and do it and there's something about them that just won't and and that's the same problem again and that, especially these last two games but at Oldham and again as I say I, I say this a lot if we can get an early goal let's push for another and let's try and cl- kill that game off mm. things with Cole it's like you know Cole it, Cole's obviously come out and said you know it's not over and stuff so I'm trying to think right is there going to become a point now where he's going to say right may, maybe I will need to break the mould and be mm. a bit more adventurous and go go to Oldham and play a 4-4-2 with Arriba and Konza sitting two wingers and play Steph up with Josh mm. do you do that do you actually go for it or do you stay as your one up front and the three behind and then just try and see how you get on that way but I mean I'd like to see that at Oldham and just, just go for it if we've got nothing to lose do you know I, mean, I don't think we've got anything to lose now because it's last chance alone the problem is that when we're not doing that you see like you say what did well cutting in from the left yesterday but we, we end up playing players out of position all the time because mm. We've got a lot of players that can play up in that middle spot and arguably when McGuinness is fully fit, no one else is going to get near it. And as Naif says, why not try some other formations and get players playing in the positions they want to, mm. free some of the other players up and, and just give them a go and see what happens. You could have like Josh up top and then have what in that, as that false yeah. line. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Have him in behind and let him just say, right, do what you want to do. Yeah. Let it's him do what you've got to do. Interesting prospect. Um, you just... I just don't see it happening. No, <laughs> if I'm no, honest, no, I, don't I, don't Cole, I don't. I don't see him relaxing these these ways. But you know that's Cole. But it would be nice to, wouldn't it? Because mm. he said when he came here, you know, my preferred formation is four five one. But why would I change something that's working here? And he played four four two for one or two games, and then did just go to his four five one. And that was his chance to try some other stuff out, and he didn't. And you know, it's a formation that's worked for him in the past. I understand that that's what he wants to do, but. I just would like him to be a bit more adventurous and just try these things. And if it doesn't work out, you can come out and admit it because it's not like, as Nath says, it's not like we're pushing the playoffs. It's not like we're a point off or we're in there and it's a chance to throw all that away. I think the majority of realistic fans don't think we're going to make it anyway, so let's try it. Go for broke. That's the uh, that's the message from Charlton Live. According to Dan uh, Pierce, uh, he's heard that Pierce is back late March. Mm-hmm. Okay, which probably too late. About five games, uh, four games left. Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, well, let's forget that. Uh, <laughs> forget that, that theory's <laughs> gone. Uh, we're going to spend the last few minutes. Um, just, uh, I know you mentioned it last week, uh, and we've talked a bit, a little bit about <coughs> it uh, before we came on here. Uh, the upbeats day. 
which is on April the 8th, 2017. Both myself and Nathan will be going, will be marking, and Tom's, Tom's signed up now. admitted that he's going to do it. He's just said it, he can't go back. No, I've signed up. He's, I did it just before did. the show. Well done. Tom's, so, Tom's our physio. Us, he's our personal <laughs> he? physio. I'm carrying most he's of the chart and life. He's carrying both of us. Under each arm. He's going to have Yeah, you could have that, like, uh, what do they call it? Look, um, the, the, Dog legs or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would they have that big stretcher strapped to your back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. your shoulders. Let's get you both in a wheelbarrow. Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm assuming it's. I don't know if it's a different route than the last time. So uh, I, I managed to get through it last time. Uh, me and Dave Lockwood uh, managed to. Do this. Me and Dave can do it. You two should have no problems. Um, I'll be fine. That depends if this plastic knees or like, <laughs> like to mold it. Nathan, the <coughs> Nathan is the one person on the planet that's more fragile than me. <laughs> he's, he's had a cold for twenty years. <laughs> Three <laughs> weeks <laughs> in Carlin. Still here. Uh, Unbelievable. But it's it's a quality day, and if uh, and it's slightly different uh, this year to, to last in that uh, you can register. It's not going to cost you a penny to register. I think everybody paid, I can't remember how much it was, but it was only a, mm. a little amount then. But it's free this time. It's free entry, and then uh, people are just urged to, uh, to to get people to sponsor you or, or and send some money to the Just Giving site, the Upbeats Just Giving site for this uh, for this Upbeats day. And it's just a great day to be part of, honestly. And uh, and you'll, you two will love it. It'll go in a flash. You won't realise you've just done mm. numbers until the day after. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of flash, he'll be here, won't he? Yes, yeah, we've got... Yeah. Killer's there, Flash is there, and apparently uh, uh, they've agreed not to fight, which is great. Good. Uh, no, that's all done and dusted, and, and uh, it'd be... <laughs> The, the only problem we got is that we stop at a pub halfway round, as far as I remember. <laughs> which, which means, which means um, Killer will probably only do after. I was going to say, at least Nate's only got to do after March. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you do the half, I'll meet you at the pub and I'll do the second half. <laughs> you, you won't leave at the pub. some point or other. You're three day. days later. Nate will probably end up doing the walk three times over, <laughs> just round the pub. <laughs> To the bar and back. Let's get you home. He'll show his step count. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, there are a few people that had a bit of an alcoholic beverage, but uh, I think most of us just had water, as I remember, or coffee or tea or something. And uh, and a Danish. I think there was a there was pastries there, as I remember as well from last time. So they do look after you while you're on the walk, uh, and it's and it's great to be part of. You get to chat with Charlton fans. You get to chat with people who are uh, who are part of the upbeat, who the the trust, who who do fantastic work. Just just unbelievably good work uh, they'll all be there you get to talk to them if you want to ask them uh, more detail than we've ever given uh, then they're there to do that they're, then they're so thrilled to be asked as well so that mm. you know they're very proud of what they're doing quite rightly so uh, and you get to uh, potentially talk to some legends I mean, we had uh, we had Paul Mortimer there last time we had Carl Lieber there last time um, Simon Webster was there last time so um, hopefully they'll be there again uh, mm. so the, the number of legends increase and, so, and they're all happy to talk to you as well so um, I, luckily just towards the end just as we got to Greenwich I managed to uh, pry, them, pry them away from uh, fans and got a couple of interviews last time mm. so I'm hoping to do the same yeah. uh, this time around uh, and get uh, get a couple of t- and it's it's good to get um, ex players take you know ex legends take on what's going on at the club mm. because mm. that was the key uh, key question for me it's, it's all, you know we're in it we we know what we feel and how we feel about what's going on here but uh, getting people who who have been part of this club mm. uh, getting them to tell us uh, there's a lot more weight behind it I think um, mm. uh, uh, adds to it anyway not maybe not more weight but it certainly adds to and you get the feeling then you're not you're not alone do you know what I mean yeah. you know and uh, uh, it's uh, but it doesn't detract from what is a great day and apparent and uh, and the upbeats will be um, will be playing when uh, when when we arrive at the valley there'll be a little uh, five side game I think going on uh, for the upbeats or six side not sure I mean quite how many to play but uh, there'll be a little game going on uh, and the upbeats normally win that comfortably I think they absolutely trounced Derby last time out. Mm. I'm not sure who. I don't know whether I think it's Brighton. 
might, is it I Brighton know, this time around? Is it? I'm thinking Brighton. I could be completely wrong, but I've, I've, I've got a feeling it's Brighton. Potentially, um, and uh, I think uh, this time we might get to uh, to see it from crossbars. Um, oh. uh, I went out. I was lucky enough to get out and to, to be able to watch it on the pitch, but uh, a lot of people didn't because they were still you know milling around outside, walking uh, or staying at the pub. Uh, but I think this time they might be setting something up at crossbars for for the walkers, so uh, you might be able to uh, if they uh, if they leave the shutters up, you'll be able to watch the upbeats uh, in action, which yeah. will be even better. Uh, and it's it, just a quality day. Sign up, please, please do so. And, and if you don't sign up, if you can't make the day, then then still. Get onto the Just Giving site and, uh, and give them uh, give them your hard earned because uh, ultimately that's what it's all about supporting the um, uh, the charity. And uh, I've got <laughs> uh, Freddie Saunders has, uh, has just tweeted in. Um, Only Nathan goes Jaegers on a charity walk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said um, I, what I meant was move move like Jagger. I mean not Jaeger. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which Jagger are we talking about? The, uh, the pre-concert Jagger or, uh, or the post-concert Jagger? I have no <laughs> idea, mate. I have no clue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no, I won't really. I might have one. That's you it. will have one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bob's uh, uh, tweeted saying, "Don't worry, guys. I've sorted the result for Tuesday as a bet on a one-one, uh, seven to two, and I never win a bet. Uh, uh, five to one. He reckons he's now got that on uh, a one-all draw for uh, for Tuesday night. Cheers, Bob." Um, it depends how that goes. If we're one nil down with a minute to go, I'll take it. If we're one nil up with a minute to go, less so. Yeah. Um, you can uh, take your pick on what you think that's yeah. going to be. I don't do predictions, but uh, you guys uh, got anything in mind? We zero do, zero. We? You're in a nil nil. I reckon. I, I just felt both teams struggled to score. If it is, it'll be a one nil either way. But I can't see many goals in it. No. But I said we was going to win two. There goes two the, nil. There two goes one. my three one. Scroll <laughs> 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 that out. <laughs> I like free one. That's, that's as positive as I've, I've ever heard you. Tom. I'm, yeah. I'm pleased with that. Well, it depends who we pick, doesn't it? But uh, right, yeah. If we yeah. play, if we if we go to the old four four two, then three one. Yeah, yeah, good. What in the old? Yeah. Go on, Cole. You know it makes sense. When we go four five one, then I'll I'll take a nil, one nil. nil. <laughs> <laughs> All day long. Yeah. I'd take a one nil now, actually. Yeah, to be right. honest, I mean, I know it'll be nerve wracking, and I won't like it while I'm mm. there, but. Uh, if uh, if I could knew it, if I could guarantee we'd hold on, I'd take one all day long. Yeah, um, yeah. because uh, a win's a win, quite frankly. And I think uh, you'd like to think if we can get two wins on the trot, because we haven't done that for a while. Mm. If we can get two wins back to back, then I see us can uh, having the ability to go on a run because mm. of confidence that'll breed, etc. But for as long as we keep uh, drawing for or winning and drawing, uh, yeah. you know what I mean. I think mm. I think it stalls the uh, the momentum, yeah. and uh, and we don't seem to be able to get on that run. Because uh, as I, as I try to um, allude to at the end, I try to make something positive out of, out of the whole thing. I try to lighten the mood a bit by saying, "Well, we're still unbeaten in yeah. two thousand eight, which is true." But um, uh, you know, draws aren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's the better of the draws as well. Bob Peters was unbeaten for twelve games. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and look what happened. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's I mean that, that's a question for another day. I think, and you know, if if this carries on, if draws keep carrying on, what, do you think if we once we get if we get let's say to a point where it's not achievable? Or, or seemingly not achievable. Do you think it, it really? You know, could it uh, happen? It's, it's not that I don't think he would do it, but it, surely he can't. It's the one thing we need now is a bit of stability. And I don't know. I can't imagine that that he's put Carl in there and said you have to go up this year. Uh, uh, surely he's going to give him a bit of time. I think it'd be crazy if he did. It, it would be, well, yeah, but it but would just be in keeping with normal. Say, but yeah. I was going to say that's <laughs> never stopped us in the past. Yeah, yeah, point, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if we lost to Oldham and he just pulled the plug, but. Um, Nah, if I've got no problem with us if if we don't make the playoffs this year, keeping Carl and seeing what he can do with with a full summer and some time next year. Whether Roland thinks that way, well, I think we know the answer to that. Mm. But I think 
he's probably the best bet we've got of getting out of this division right now. Yeah, Freddie, Freddie said something on, on Twitter. I think it was yesterday. He said um, he called it at the, the Northampton game that we, you know we're going. Mm. Aren't we? But and he got the same day as the Belgium when they're going over to Belgium. Freddie reckons that. They're going to go over to Belgium and protest. He's going to get the ump again and sack Cole because we can't reach the playoffs or something. And he's called it. I don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Again, it wouldn't no, surprise it wouldn't. me. But you know, I, I agree with you. I think Robbo's the best manager at this level. I think we could get in the predicament mm. that we are in. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you're not you're not going to get anything by changing all the time. You're going to have some stability. So well, we know that's true because it's happened. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it won't happen again. No, no. exactly. Because um, we've we seem to have He's been down this man. road. Well, <laughs> we've been this road before, and uh, uh, and so nothing's impossible. I think is uh, is basically what we're saying. Maybe the better way of putting it. Well, there we are. We're uh, we're done. Positive to end on. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Happy Sunday. Robinson Everyone out. Enjoy yeah. work tomorrow, everyone. It's not going to happen. We're going to we're going to win on Tuesday, win on Saturday, and we'll go flying. And then we'll be up in the uh, championship. Absolutely. So uh, anyway, thanks everybody. Thanks everybody for taking part. Uh, Nathan, thanks for coming in, my friend. Cheers. No worries. Cheers, and, everyone. Uh, Tom, thanks again. Cheers, Appreciate Terry. It, mate. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you've been. Uh, uh, your contribution is uh, is invaluable as ever. Uh, you've been listening to Charlton Live. Thanks very much. Take care and good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.